How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode six of Pillows and Beer. I'm Craig, here with my best bud, Austin. And we are still here somehow, and we are having a blast with y'all. We're only here because of our listeners, and we are so excited to continue this. I think I mapped out on my phone when our 100th episode would be if I was being way too ambitious, which Austin's laughing at me right now. We want to do a quick recap of the last few weeks because we got a little out of order with pushing last week's episode till this week because of that incredible interview with the one and only Spencer Pratt. I mean, that was fantastic, and he really set the bar high with that one. But we've been up here in the north for the last few weeks, and uh, we just want to we want to run it back. So, Austin, what's awesome is that. I get to prove lots of points to you while doing this podcast now, because who knew so many people had the exact same drink order as me. I've never received so many positive messages. I mean, I knew it was weird, but I was okay with it. But I didn't realize that there's a lot of other multi-beverage orderers out there. And guess what, Craig? I didn't either. I thought that I was kind of like exposing the side of not not exposing but you know i thought the people kind of you know commiserate and be like yeah that's so weird but no people have been reaching out like crazy and saying no i also order this 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 and that and i have four beverages sitting in front of me at all times but are you away are you a milk drinker uh no no not not us since you know junior junior high See, I'm a huge milk drinker. So I, and I didn't realize that this was weird until I saw the meme that said, imagine dating someone just to find out that they casually walk by the fridge and have a glass of milk at any time during the day. Okay. Well, a cold, refreshing glass of milk is, is, is just fine. I drank it I'm, with every meal I am way growing up or dinner growing up. And it's just stuck with me. And I, I did still too, I feel like, but now that, you know, I'm grown. I don't, I don't drink milk. I think there I also think it's things. weird that we're the only we're the only mammal, only animal in the world that drinks other species milk, which does kind of freak me out. But whatever, I'm a milk drinker. I'm a 33 year old man that drinks milk with okay, dinner. Okay, okay, but how would you expect like a, a, a cow to like drink another species <laughs> milk, Craig? I know, how would you I know. expect? That's true like a, a marsupial i don't know why i said you know marsupial but marsupial like how, how would you expect a kangaroo to drink cow's milk like they're not gonna go and suck on a cow's teeth i mean but they could if they were as weird as us so yes that that came to mind speaking of comments and messages that we get we we have been getting a lot of people asking us to talk more about southern charm or questions about southern charm What's really cool is this isn't a Southern Charm podcast. This is a Craig and Austin and everything that you don't get to see on Southern Charm podcast. So sometimes we might clear some things up, but we really aren't going to. And so this is about the other part of our life that you don't get to see. So we, we appreciate all the questions and the messages, but we're not going to answer 
questions about Southern Charm, but we will answer questions about pretty much anything else. Right. And sometimes I think that we'll have on a familiar face or, or a familiar you know, voice, I guess, because it's a podcast. And, and you'll get to, you know, hear from them and, and, and hear how we interact. But once again, outside the realm of the show that Craig and I are on. So, yeah. And so another recap or two before we move on from Outback. Um, let's see. People really, really uh, uh, commiserated and understood the ordering of all of the apps. So now we have the ordering of all the drinks and the ordering of all the apps. And a lot of people are like, yes. I am such an app person and I didn't realize that people will substitute apps for dinner. And that's what you do. Like you will order a bunch of apps. You don't have to order dinner. That's true. I mean, not for that purpose. I mean, we kind of just did that. We kind of just did that. Yeah. Austin and I are quarantining and we went to the hotel bar (laughs) and we just ordered a bunch of apps and the bartenders to toe the line. Yeah, I like to tell that line. But the bartender said, you know what, before, because I was like, how's the shepherd's pie? And he was like, before I answer that, just see how you feel after the seven fucking like, apps that you just ordered. He was like, the shepherd's pie is kind of full of itself and uh, kind of an asshole, but I'm sure you'll really like it. But the app order is great. I, and it's funny because I talked to my parents about it. I had a great childhood growing up and I was very fortunate, but it was reasonable and I messed with my mom a lot because I did have a bowl cut younger. And I'm like, mom, this too. is where my vanity I totally did too. from. But also I always wanted a quarter for the gum machine or toy machine in the grocery store. And I love you, mom. But I feel like she was like, you don't need a piece of gum. I have a piece of gum in my purse. It was about being wasteful. She was just like, you don't need a quarter right now. And I what, think so some now of that you're out from under your mother's thumb, you like to order everything. I think my spending habits come from being told no as a child, which was fine because I, one day we'll talk about our first cars and I have an incredible story about that. Oh, I, I have a good one too. I, I have an incredible story. So I don't know where my first. spending habits come from, but yes, I like, I like to have a little bit of everything. Um, I find it funny that when we ordered, I was like, Craig, that's too much. And I made you unorder one thing when I should have made you unorder about three things. Okay. Lastly, uh, unless there's something that, that is pressing your mind. Uh, no, I think uh, we're just recapping uh, last yeah. week because it was such a great I, I like got a lot of funny things about people being like, yes, Austin, I totally agree with you. And, and, and I did it for shock value. But, but now that so many people have, have kind of like agreed with me, I am now in total agreeance that Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. No, he's not. I don't know who messaged you that, but listen, stupid. Listen, whether they did or didn't, maybe I'm baiting you again just to fire you up, but that happened. Tobey Maguire was mentioned as being the goat of Spider-Man's. And um, Why? Why would he be the greatest? Why isn't he still Spider-Man then? So (laughs) Ignoring all contractual issues and everything else that goes into casting someone. If he was so great, why is he... Why doesn't Iron Man like him? Iron Man never... see my face as I'm like baited once again, Craig triggered that Tobey Maguire is the goat. Iron Man doesn't like Tobey Maguire, so I'm going to take his word for it. Also, we love this more than or just as much if not more than you guys we have a blast doing this and we love connecting i cannot believe the engagement that we get from this podcast you know southern charm is is filmed for a couple months a year and then it's on and we really don't get to interact with y'all as much as we do now and this is a blast and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon which is why uh it's 
really cool to get tagged in things or or to talk to someone who's like, hey, big fan of the podcast. I'm like, nice, nice. It's kind of like turned a corner from rather than like big fan of the show, big, big fan of the podcast. Interesting, Craig. Interesting. We're growing. We're evolving. We're moving. I love we it. One with the universe. We are, we are, you know, my chi is at an all time high. It's amazing. Okay. The jingle. Sorry. <clears throat> so every episode, Craig and I kind of like, you know, take over who who's, you know, leading the topics and et cetera, et cetera. This is my week. And the jingle, we talked about the jingle last week. Um, so I actually got a lot of responses, which was great. I but too. so far they've been lyrical responses, which like the people you guys have sent us ideas of what we should say or what we should have someone sing. But that's I mean, that's great. And it's fun to read, but it's not really what we were looking for. Yeah, honestly, we don't we don't care if it's. If, if it's recorded on your phone or if it's professionally done, we just kind of think it's fun for fan engagement. And, and we've definitely had people that have reached out and been like, oh, my gosh, I have this great one. And someone just reached out to me, someone back in Charleston, and they were like, I had this amazing one. And I was like, okay, let's hear it. And they're like, no, 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 I have to do it in person. I was like, <sighs> okay. So, but there have been a couple people that have you know, recorded and, and, and it's a lot of fun. And let's just say that, that, that we're honing in on, on what it is that, you know, we want and we think it's really fun. Cause I can't wait until I hear that, like, you know, whatever it is, that opening five to eight you know, I seconds I got of like, you want to oh, hear it? Sure. Well, wait, did someone send this to you or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And we'll play it. And whether we go with it or not, at least we get to hear it. <laughs> Um, I, I love the effort, but it didn't, didn't resonate with me, but here's our first submission by, I have, I have one too, actually. So this so. is by John links. His handle is John J O H N links, L Y N X music on Instagram. And this is his podcast. Let's see what you think, or this is his jingle. Let's see what he thinks. Maybe if we do some voiceover here and say, this is Craig, this is awesome. Yeah, welcome to episode five We're of Pillows and Beer. To the tropics. I mean, I feel like this song matches the picture that he was using. Okay, hold on. John, John Links. John Links. If you could see me, I'm like, yeah, also jam microphone as like a drum kit. I mean, it sounds good. Like it's on the right track. Yeah. But maybe we need audio. All right. Oh, no. I think this is cool. We need, I think Nick, Nick thinks we need audio. Oh, I like the end. Welcome back to pillows and beer. We are on episode six. So that's good. Okay. John links. That was good. I think we can work with you on that. Can you pull it together? Yeah, I need to. uh, All right. I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm here. Can you take a sip of your, of your beverage? Which one? The beer or the wine? Both. There you go. So we're in quarantine. And you would think that it's boring. Austin Craig, and I in quarantine are anything but boring. I know. Craig, we entertain ourselves in the weirdest and funniest of ways. And last night, in my opinion, was a total testament to that. Okay. We got hammered. Well, yeah, it was it was night one. And we all of a sudden found ourselves at like, you know, 4 a.m. And we have our we have our headphones on and our podcast stuff on. And, yeah, we're like, we, and Craig's pacing around the room, which is really funny because we'll release that at one point. That was um, like a special episode. But Austin was telling me about the holy grail of beers that we found at the gas station. Right, the right, right. Well, we, you know, which once again, you'll totally get the 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 full rundown. But 
Well, 4 a.m. comes and there's a knock on the door. And we had been hearing this annoying noise going off in the hallway for a while. Craig, what do we get so drunk on night one? And we open the door and there's a man standing there being like, why are you guys not outside? And we're like, because we don't want to go outside and it's cold. And he's like, it was nine degrees. The building is on fire and the fire alarm is going off. And we're like, wait a minute you don't work for the hotel do you and he's like no you idiot but you need to get out of the hotel now and we're like we caught you you're here and he's like shut up and come with me and so we make it downstairs and we get to the emergency exit and we see everyone else standing outside in the snow and austin's like i'm not going out there no way (laughs) okay this is also an amazing story of of embellishing craig i love it and i love it and i'm here for that, it that all craig, of that happened no it didn't and then you fell asleep happen. on the None floor of, in the hallway that didn't happen he's the one that knocked that, on our door no it literally did not happen yes craig. it did no, and then it austin didn't. fell asleep craig, in the hallway craig is that I guy that thinks that the cia is after him he thinks that someone's trying to poison him they're not after me we've worked together yeah exactly they need my help one day they just don't know it yet. the cia also orders three or four well that did time. happen and so we got to the emergency no, exit it didn't happen it didn't happen i opened the door and i was like uh sir uh what's what's going on like do we actually have to you know i mean knowing full well that you know we should because the freaking alarm's going off and he was like hey and then he entry he, he was like wait a minute are you guys uh and i was like you don't even know he who we are. He didn't ask who yes, we he are. Did. He's here to babysit us. Craig, this is not going to make it. My matter. story it is way matter. better. No, your story is stupid Okay, so what happened? Fabricated. We got to the door. It was snowing, and Austin laid down in the hallway and said, unless this building falls on me, I'm not going outside, and he fell asleep in the hallway. That is factual. While I proceeded to talk this man's ear off for the that next is, two hours. That, and y'all, it, like, if, if you're riding an Uber, you know, with Craig, or, like, you're with someone, like... <laughs> Craig just starts telling them facts that people don't ask for. Like they don't ask for this information. Craig just gives it up. I just like like good conversation. Like he, but it's not good conversation. It's just you talking. They think that I care about them and they feel good in that moment. Or maybe they're like, this person's crazy. So I literally <laughs> lied down in the hallway and because it was four a.m. Because the fire trucks were there, we weren't allowed to go back to our room. Yeah, but and I was like, I'm not going outside. They were it's, like, it's in the teens. You need to at least stay right next to this emergency exit. So yeah, that happened on our very first night okay but before that happened we had a lot of funny things kind of going on do you remember what was going on i remember we pugged in our equipment and just talked for an hour okay yeah which okay, nick okay. doesn't even know about okay. yet and so we we're going to send him this audio file of us just rambling about okay. beer so what happened was um let's see we, i have no idea where you're okay. going with this okay we uh, turned on the tv and old school was playing Right. And we were like, yeah, let's put on old school. You know, it's always like a good, it's one of those movies like you just forget how fantastic it is. And, and, and maybe I'm blowing smoke, but it's just like everything is, is quotable. It's so funny. So we put it on, but we put it like on mute, you know. But even when you put on a movie like that on mute, you know exactly what's going on, you know exactly what's happening, you know exactly what he's saying. And so in my, like, you know, Craig, Craig was pacing around and I'm like, you know, watching, you know, this movie out of the corner. Well, we of my have like a 20, my ass off. we have a 20 foot cord on one of the mics. And so I just paid, yes, I walked back and forth. I probably so walked Craig, a mile. Craig was pacing. Yeah. He, he walked a mile. Right. And so this kind of, you know, sparked kind of everything for us because in my opinion, it was like, okay, this is funny. We're going to put out some funny content. So uh, Craig started talking about, I don't know how, but, well, but because but I told for you some that reason, just... Craig, it, like for you, dude, when we talk about movies, it 
always goes to one movie. It always goes to one movie. You can't help yourself, but you always bring this movie up. And it's so funny. It's it's been brought up in conversation with you and I no less than fifteen times. And, well, and I you said, know what movie that is, right? Or, yeah, well, well, I know. I remember how it started is because I told you that I had just seen Notting Hill for the first time. Mm-hmm. I had just mm-hmm. seen mm-hmm. Notting Hill for the mm-hmm. first time, and I told Austin this, and he's like, "What?" Or like, you know, normal reaction to not seeing this. I ha- right, have Nick. no idea how I've never seen this, but I haven't. Nick, this will be funny. Craig, who stars in Notting Hill? Name the two actors. Go. So, so it's, it's I hate being put on the spot. This it's the guy from. I don't care who it's the guy from. No, it's not from the holiday. No. Oh, right. Yeah. The guy from the holiday. And no, like, no, it's no. not the holiday. It's love, actually. Cusack. John Cusack. Wrong. Uh, it is. Okay. okay you know, okay. I have a headache. Who is the female actress? Her name is Julia Roberts. Correct. But the guy's name will come to me. Uh, but anyway, so I saw this movie. Let you marinate on that. What are you just going to ruin the fucking Notting Hill? So I watched this movie because so Natalie tells me she's like, well, you've seen Notting Hill, right? I'm like, no. And it's just one of those answers that you want to receive, because when you have a movie that great and you get to watch it with someone that hasn't seen it, she's like, OK, we're watching this. And by the way, y'all, I woke up you know, the next day or whatever. And, and I woke up with a text from Craig at like 1230 night and he goes, I watched Notting Hill. You know, there was no backstory, <laughs> no, no anything. And he goes, I finally watched Notting Hill. And he spelled Notting Hill like, you know, tying a knot. Yeah, I did. I didn't know how to spell it at all. But Austin goes, so, and I was like, it's in my top five. Right. So I was like, I will watch this over and over and over for now on. I don't know how I'd never seen it because I don't like watching older movies. I just don't. And not as that older. I just, there's something about watching a movie that was released prior to five years from today that I just no, don't no, like. No, there's something kind of fantastic about it. It's like, look at Hugh Grant's oh, hairstyle. Yeah. That's what I said. You know, That's look at I those said. big ass British the chompers. middle part. Like he is so British, owns a bookshop, of course. See, do you see yourself in the movie though when you watch it? Because you know that I just put myself in these movies and yeah. I'm like, oh and my God, this is my back story. His hair and he's like, oh, I'm Hugh Grant. And uh, oh, my business is failing. All right. So everyone that messaged me to watch Notting Hill, I didn't know what that meant until I watched it. Now you all are correct. That's in my top five favorite movies now. Well, at least top three favorite rom-coms. Who knows favorite movies? And so I started to tell Austin this and he can continue where. That was a bold statement, Craig. That's a bold statement to say. It's I'm just, three, I'm but, still but on my great. high of watching Notting Hill okay. for the first time. So, so then um, people who are keeping score, AKA Nick, I think that you should make a list. Of like, okay, you guys. Movies that Craig says is in his top five. Yeah, yeah. And totally. there's 18 of them yes, in the top exactly. five. Craig's top five consists of 26 movies. <laughs> that's that's a factual statement. And Nick now has brought out a pen. And he's like, okay, I think that Austin's honest. Well, we have The true. Holiday and we have Notting Hill. And The Proposal was just on in the hotel room. And Proposal is one of my favorite movies. Love it. I love it. I just watched the scene when she dances with Nick, Betty White. Nick, Betty White is amazing. Nick, don't even write that down. That's a, an insult to rom everywhere. Dude, when she gets to the town in Alaska and everything's named after him and she's just like, holy shit, who are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, we own this town. This is a dream. Do you, know Austin? What this, do you want to know what this kind of parlay is perfectly into? Because this is what I have written down. Okay, this is what I have written down. Craig's favorite movie. Okay. The movie that he always talks about, he's always, he's always like Peanut Butter Falcon, right? Uh, oh, love Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, we love know. Peanut Nick, Butter Falcon. Nick, put it down. 
put it down. Oh, yeah. That's that. That's Craig's number one. Uh, that's, that's top Craig's. three. Top three. I'm not going to give it a number, <laughs> but that's top three. Top three that he has. Okay. Peanut Butter Falcon is amazing. And okay. I have okay. a ton of history with this movie and me on airplanes. This is my airplane watch after. Oh, Craig, I really do not want to interrupt you. I just don't want to lose my. Okay. okay you no, go. You go. I want to lose my you know, train yes. of thought. Okay. But I do want you to intro why you love it so much. Well, no, you you start it because I forgot I about this. This is funny. I, I, won't, to... I, I won't lose my train of just thought. Just go. I won't. Just go. Okay. 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 Because we were just talking about the proposal, it kind of makes it funny to me. That that I was about to go into Peanut Butter Falcon before you just jumped into Notting Hill and the proposal, and I think the reason that I love that I really like Peanut Butter Falcon is because I'm actually a major fan of Shia LaBeouf, which is just absurd. Absurd. Why? Why? It's just not someone that you would be a fan of until you watch Peanut Butter Falcon. I mean, Transformers was cool because Megan Fox. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with Transformers. But Transformers, Shia LaBeouf is cool. And Stevens. I don't even know what that is. That sounds like some weird Disney show. Totally. It's exactly because what it is. that's yeah. yeah. And his sister ran. I had a major crush on. Okay. He was the original. How do you even say the name? Ren. Is it Shiloh or Shia? <laughs> Shia. Okay, fine. Good. Shia buff. Shia LaBeouf. Okay. I'm not going to say that. It's French. But I think I, after peanut butter Falcon, love him. I want to be best friends with him. So it takes one movie to do that to you. Sure. Sure, and someone gives a great performance like Shia. Incredible did. performance. I can't wait to tell you all about my feelings about Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, so what I just wanted to say is that is that Ryan Reynolds, right? He's so typecast as this one person, right? He's this, like, handsome, you know, quick-talking, quippy little... And it's always just, like, so... Like, it's the same character in every single movie. Like, that's why I never really got into Deadpool, because it's the same thing as ever the movie's ever done, which is just yeah, but do you not so like fast him? and so and so quippy and so this. And it's like, yes, you are so handsome, and we understand. You know, we understand. Yeah, but do you like that but character? That's that why Shia is so much more relatable because he is that same person where he does that same performance and he's so quippy and he's so quick and he's so quick on his feet but like he's more relatable and that's and holes you ever seen holes shit man okay i don't know where you're going with that i'm gonna call you zero what's your point also i'm I'm gonna call you zero because i like nothing going on i like nothing going on upstairs ryan reynolds plays i do like his character even if it's the same person in every movie but since i like him it's great because i get to watch the character i like in every single movie you say that like that's a bad thing austin that's a great role yeah what is the role exactly like we're not i'm not watching a movie to judge this guy by his acting Um, prowess i want to escape into the movie escape this I would no. I don't want to escape this. I'm going to force you to this listen to me talk me about Craig, my middle Peanut Butter Falcon. So, I was on a plane, and I put this movie on, and I wasn't a Shia LaBeouf fan. Um, Shia LaBeouf, and I actually Shia. By the off chance that you ever hear this, I have the most I know, respect I know. for now you. I'm kind I'm not- of- Nervous that no, Ryan because, Reynolds is, is going to hear yeah, this. Yeah, well, you're screwed. Ryan Reynolds hates you already. He's not because we're Shia, peasants. Right? We're I peasants in his world. Actually, I'm not trying to say your name wrong. I just don't know how to say it. Well, I told you four times. Just say Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Okay, cool. Shia LaBeouf. So I don't usually like watching his movies because I feel like he's a little more indie or dark shit or whatever, other than Transformers. So I just didn't want to watch that movie. And I ran out of movies that year that I was flying so much. And 
which Delta, shout out to you guys, favorite airline, and I'm platinum with you. I'm with Diamond now. Ooh, so, we're trying to do a little Outback thing going I want here. Delta. Delta is my, I, I have such a well, weird would, passion for flying Delta that I hate every other, well, I don't hate every other airline. It just, I'm comfortable flying Delta. So, you and I both love Delta. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've watched pretty much every movie that Delta, they had on Delta, there. Yeah, Delta, 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 Delta. <laughs> so I had seen everything. So I finally watched Peanut Butter Falcon. And I had been upgraded because Delta is awesome. And so I was sitting up front and there was a, probably a 65-year-old lady next to me. And I think I was coming back from Mexico or somewhere that I had drank a lot. And so I was just in rough shape. And I'm watching Peanut Butter Falcon and I am bawling my eyes out. Like I'm, my emotional state was already not good, but I am on a roller coaster and I'm happy and I'm sad. And then it gets to the end of the movie and I won't give any more spoilers because I know I gave a spoiler to last Christmas. So I won't give you a spoiler, but I have actual Terrible tears movie. running down my face. I am bawling and then I'm smiling and laughing. And I just remember looking over at this lady because I feel like when you sit up front, you don't really talk to each other. But I looked over at her because she clearly could see that I was a wreck. And I was like, you got to watch this movie. And she's like, okay. And then she watched it. Anyway, Peter Butter Falcon's awesome. Austin, one question. What's rule number one? Party. Party. That's not rule number one. Rule number one is don't slow me down. He's like, what's rule number one? He's like, you're the boss. He's like, no. And then by the end of the movie, it's like, what's rule number one? He goes, party. And I mean, it's just the most wholesome, awesome. That Also, I don't give a shit about acting and and all of the other things that critics do. I just don't. I don't care. I want the movie to make me happy. But critics would like like this movie. Critics will love this movie. Regular people will love this movie. I don't usually agree with Rotten Tomatoes. I like a regular person, Craig. I like under a regular person. Regular people like Drumline and Step Up. Critics don't, but regular people like Drumline and Step Up. What are you even talking about right now? Great movies. Why would you ever bring in Drumline to talking about regular people like that? Nick, write it down. Uh, top top five movies for Craig Drumline and fucking Step no, not top five, top ten. Those are top ten. <laughs> oh my god, Drumline is that Nick Cannon? I hate you. Okay. So anyway, Nick, Peter Butter Falcon. If you just, haven't watched it, just watch it. Randomly brought in one of his favorite movies, talking about crying and Peter Butter Falcon to Drumline and Step Up. I'm blown away. Critics Craig will actually, over everyone. So critics don't okay, usually like okay. movies that I like. Okay, now, hold on one second. So they don't usually like movies that I like, but. The acting in Peanut Butter Falcon is top notch. It's incredible. Top notch. And oh, it's also um, a beautiful what's the girl's film. name. Do you know? No. I don't either. I don't either. I think it's uh, Amanda Seyfried. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, I mean, I 100% know it's not Amanda Seyfried. Okay, well, guess what? I have a computer in front of me and I'm going to fact check. So this. we, but it's also filmed in Savannah. And so the water looks just like Charleston. So it looks like it's in our backyard. I would be really itchy the whole time, though, because they don't have shirts on and they're like frolicking around in the sand and the tumbleweed. But we don't have tumbleweed. Okay, so while I'm looking this up, oh, it's Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. It's the girl from Shia uh, LaBeouf. From Fifty Shades, right? Shia LaBeouf. And no, Dakota Johnson is the girl from The Ring, isn't it? Fifty Shades from way back when. Fifty Shades. I love you, Beth Cooper. Fifty Shades. Just throwing that out there. All right, we're gonna take a quick break of episode six of Pillows and Beer with Craig and Austin, and then when we come back, we're gonna have our interview with Jared Freed right after this commercial break. So, Craig, on this podcast, I know that we talk and talk and talk about our favorite you know, restaurants. And, yes, we do love going out to restaurants. And it's one of our favorite things. But more, more often than not, 
I mean, we're ordering food at home. Like when I call you, we are ordering food in and hanging out. Well, sometimes it's just nice to eat at home and we don't always have the most time to cook. You know, I'll get back late from sewing and you from the, the beer making. And uh, I, I want to eat at home. I don't want to go out, but and, I don't feel like cooking. And what do we use? We use Grubhub. Grubhub. And Grubhub is amazing. We can get on our phones or our computers, pick from so many local restaurants. I mean, everything. Everything. It's family friendly. There's sushi. There's pizza. There's steak. Basically, grub what you love. So using Grubhub is just so easy. I mean, the, the options are endless, obviously. It's awesome. So you can try something new. You can try a restaurant you've never been to. Maybe you can't get reservations there. Or maybe you just want to lay on your couch. Couch time is amazing. And Grubhub makes couch time even better. You can stay in with your significant other. I know me and Natalie, we, we love eating together. And sometimes we don't want to go to a restaurant. And so we use Grubhub to order all of our favorite food around Charleston or whatever city we're in. I actually use Grubhub on Valentine's Day. It's an amazing, oh, yeah? yeah, amazing date idea. I mean, cooking with your significant other is fun, but sometimes you get home late and you don't have time. And so we went on to Grubhub. We ordered food from our favorite restaurant. It got delivered to my door fast, fresh, and hot. So if you don't feel like cooking or you want to try something new or you just want to spoil yourself, go to Grubhub and order from your favorite local restaurant today. It's time to grub what you love, folks. Okay, what's up, everybody? We're about to have our good friend, Jared Freud. How do you say it? Freed? Freed. Freed. Our yeah, good okay. friend. <laughs> yeah. We can't say good friend anymore. I know. Yes, Jared I Freud. Minor acquaintance. Okay, okay, minor, minor acquaintance, Jared Freed. Um, no, he's a great guy, good buddy. He's recently been featured on MTV's new series, Vidiots, as well as True TV's M- NFL Full Contact, MTV's Philosophy, the Today Show, NFL Network's Top 10, uh gotham comedy live we got to see him perform live in charleston at uptown social he's got an amazing podcast called the j train which we will talk about and an awesome new stand-up comedy coming out or stand-up feature coming out soon well you tell us about that jared yeah i gotta I, uh, thank you for having me it's great what's to up see buddy you both. it's always a pleasure we hung out in charleston and like i would i guess my acquaintance to you guys i'd be one of those like people in the background of southern charm at the party but I wouldn't get a lower third. Like they would, I'd like be. A mic. Like, would you have a mic pack on? Would no, you have a mic no pack, pack on? I, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm no. below mic pack. I'd be. You just like, guy you know, pause it and you're like, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I, there's me in the background. I'm at the party, yeah. but like, and I say, like, oh, I know them. You can see me after the third commercial in the background that would be my acquaintance to you guys but i i'd be appreciate surprised it. <laughs> you'd be surprised jared i mean we had a good time we've had some good times dude it's always fun seeing you guys and it is i always people ask me about you guys i get asked a lot like what are they like i'm like they are just like you'd see on the show like good dudes fun dudes that doesn't like there's not it's always nice to see like the person on the show and the person in real life like it, it connects like i always like that Totally. And, and, and what I thought was funny was that when we went on Instagram live together, you know, Mm. back, back when your fan base kind of jumped on and was like, you know, who are these guys? And, and (laughs) our fan base was like, you know, who's this guy? And so it was like two clashing fan bases. And I thought that was great. Yeah. You know know what it was like? It was like the Southern upper class women meeting the Northeastern upper class women. (laughs) You know, they're like, whoa, it was like the Jetsons meet the Flintstone. They're like, we're the same, 
but we're different, you know? Same, same, but different. (laughs) Well, and I'm kind of new to stand up. And when you came to Charleston, obviously I wanted to come because you're a friend and we wanted to support you. But I also recently, you know, two summers ago, got introduced to this stand up world in New York, which if you asked me what fantasy football bet I would never do, it's perform a minute of stand up because I'd be terrified. No, man, that is like a daunting task. Right. And, and, and it totally takes like a certain kind of person. And like, when you get up there, like your old persona, just boom, you, you are like, you know, the world's greatest, you know, showman, you know, you're like, you know, Hugh Jackman. I appreciate that. Oh my God. I mean, getting any comparison to my buddy, Hugh, I mean, I'll take it. We have the same abs. Um, I, I, um, I appreciate that Stand up is just like a different animal, but like, you know, it, like there's a scene for everything in New York. Like, and if you search it out, you can find it. Like if you wanted to, like, if you were like interested in Broadway and you ask someone like, what's the bar the Broadway people go to, you could find that bar. So like stand up has its own little, you know, ecosystem in New York. And I've been doing stand up for about 11 years now. And what, you know, you guys saw a little bit of the material that, I'm putting out a special and basically, as you guys know, in the TV world, like it takes a lot for things to get on TV. It takes a lot and it takes a lot for something to get on Netflix, get on Bravo, whatever it is. So I was like, you know, if I build it, they will come type of thing. And uh, on New Year's Eve, I had this material that I've been writing since the pandemic started. And it was all about the social anxieties of 2020. All of the jokes were in the same theme of someone like screaming at you to wear a mask online while they couldn't even talk to their dad who they politically disagreed with. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, why are you yelling at me? And it's all this like moral high ground that we all kind of have tried to take or try or kind of gotten caught in. And it's like even answering the question during the pandemic, like someone going, how are you? Like, it's it's tough to answer that question because We know people who are doing really bad because of it. We know people who are doing better because of the pandemic. Like it's, and so it's this like weird wheelhouse that I'm trying to like, I had all this material and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my own special. I'm going to invest my money. And on New Year's, what's it called? It's called socially distanced, of course. And I taped it on New Year's Eve in Indianapolis. And basically it's, it's 35 minutes of 2020 material. And it's going to be on YouTube for free. So anyone listening to this can go on youtube.com slash Jared Freed. You can go to my social media. And all I ask of you is to watch, make a night of it, laugh, comment, like, because I need, you guys know this, like we're not in the YouTube world. Like we're more in the Instagram world where it's like fun people putting up fun pictures. The YouTube world is I'm, I'm afraid of it a little bit because it's like all the, the worst commenters in the world. So I need people from here to migrate to YouTube to watch it and comment and like and be positive and have fun with it. Because it's it's generally topics that make people, you know, it's a little it, it's 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 very personal. It's and it's very much like, again, this, the name is socially distanced, of course, because I do a whole joke about people. They yeah. have to say that about yeah, every yeah, yeah. event they go to. Oh, so. man, Jared. You know, man, Jared came over for dinner last I night. Socially distanced, of course. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm and not I, into that. Right, right. Well, no, I'm, I'm not that, into that. I talk about it on the special, but what they're doing is they're assuming that you would assume the opposite, which is the worst way to think of people. <laughs> like, we are all in a pandemic. You're not better than me. I'm not better than you. So when you go, oh, I went to a barbecue. Socially distanced, of course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you afraid? 
that I'm gonna like attack you, like like as if I would go home and be like, oh. Well, and I, and, I, and also <laughs> I hate when you have to cower to you know the internet, you know warriors, the keyboard warriors, and it's like you don't owe anyone that. You don't need to put it on there just as a disclaimer. And I see a lot of my California friends doing that, and I'm just like, tell everyone well, to piss off. You're totally right, and it's a moral. Everyone's trying to take the moral high ground when this is. Listen, life is tough. Life involves trying. And anytime you try, you have to make decisions. And everyone's trying. And again, I'm wearing the mask. You're wearing the mask. We're social distancing. We're doing all the human things. Most people just want to eat, sleep, and fuck. And just do that every day with enough money in their pocket to take care of their kids. So, like, that's what we all... So, if you live in that zone, which I think a lot of people do, the problem is the moral high ground people... The problem, the problem is the moral, the moral high ground people, they online, that's where it all lives. Like online, someone can go, I think we should stop killing the grandmas. And it's like, that's not the goal here. Like, we're like, okay, yeah, I agree with you. We should be, you know, helping old people. You know what I mean? But so I, that's what the whole special is. And I appreciate you guys having me on because I yeah, love talking I, about I mean, I, I think it's great, and I think that in order to be a comedian, you know, you uh, kind of have to kick some rocks around and, and, and offend, you know, some people, and, and, and that's just what feathers. happens. Yeah, to ruffle well, some feathers. That, that's the thing. It's like I don't, go, I, I, I don't go on stage to offend. I go on stage to get a laugh. That's my first goal. And it's like I, – I, and again, that's why I go on stage every night, and that's why this pandemic has been hard. Like I was performing on street corners in New York. I was performing on top of dumpsters. I was like a cat in a That's Disney amazing. movie, just like I'm working on this material, just trying to figure this out. And for standups, we go on stage every night to like, you know, kind of soften, you know, you're, you're like, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're massaging the joke into something that's fully formed. That is for everyone to like, see where you're coming from. That's what standup is. Here's what I think. See where I'm coming from. Well, when we saw you in Charleston, I brought my girlfriend and my other buddy. um, And then Austin went the second night, I believe. And, you know, they didn't know what to think. I mean, they were coming as a favor to me because they're like, Craig, we don't, you know, uh, great. Your friend's in town performing. And, you know, some of the acts in the beginning were a little slow. And I was like, guys, just trust me on this one. And then you (laughs) came out. And the entire energy of yeah, this roof down the door just <laughs> changed. And my buddy Brian ended up going the second night. Natalie had a blast and everyone was it's just very, like, thank you for bringing us. That's very cool to hear. That's like the greatest pleasure in the world. It means a lot. And it's like, again, that's my comedy is like energy, fun. Again, some of these topics are not fun for many people, but how do I make it fun? How do I talk about something that's serious to a lot of people in a fun way that people you know, want to, can connect with, you know, and it's like, and, and when you guys came out, like, again, I'm going to be back in Charleston at the end of the month doing more shows at Uptown. And nice. I, when I'm there, like socially, distance, just, of course, socially, distance, of course, socially and it's distance, like, of course, but that, that town is like, I understood right away why they made you like, why you guys are on a show. Like that town is such the combination of like fun but like everyone kind of is a little bit connected in a certain way. Like everyone has these like little, like little tethers to one another. And it makes for like you, I like, I get it. Plus the food and everyone just loves to hang out and party, which is a great. Yeah. 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 
Well, I mean, how did you get started in all this? Because, well, I mean, honestly, I do want to ask how you got started, but doing well in 2020 is a very interesting topic. And I, sure. I've i been, you know, because you're exactly right. I mean, a lot of people had the worst year of their life, but then a lot of people had the best year of their life, um, sure. which is crazy. And and to, I, I'm excited to see how you address that because I was you know, for a couple of weeks asking people what, you know, what's something they did that they're proud of in 2020 or what's something that good mm-hmm. that happened. And it was kind of hard to, you know, express positivity well, for a while. It, you know what the hard part is? There's like this pre-approved language that the internet kind of does. Remember when like everyone decided that CrossFit sucked and then you were just allowed to make fun of CrossFit no matter what, like you could say the worst, most horrific things about CrossFit No one cared. Everyone's just like, no, the internet says it's okay. Everyone who does CrossFit is a stupid fucking idiot who does keto. (laughs) You know, like everyone was just on board. And it's like, that's not true. I met this girl the other day, but but she does CrossFit. So I just had to drop it. Fuck her. Fuck her. So she's a loser and she, you know, flips tires every day. And everyone's like, ah, like everyone just goes to better herself. Like, (laughs) she's great, but she CrossFits on the weekends. Fuck that. And it's like, listen, CrossFit is good for some. It's bad for some. The people who do it got a little carried away and and posted about it every five seconds and fine. But the internet pre-approves language. So they did that with CrossFit. We did that with the pandemic too. Now you see like people will go like, if you were like, yeah, I'm going to go out for dinner. Who even goes out for dinner anymore? You know, who even puts on pants anymore, right? And everyone's like, and it's like, you kind of have to go with the current or else you sound like a negative Nancy. If you're like, well, I put on pants and I put on the mask and I'm trying. There, you know, Whoa, Jared, look at you. Somebody has enough money to try. And it's like, how do you, it is such an interesting, because I agree with everything you're saying. And I talk about on the special where it's like, how, you, you want to be respectful, but you also want to like, you know, uh, talk with your friends and, 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 and it's like, and again, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida, which I've never sound more Jewish than when I say Boca Raton. Like I, I in beautiful sunny (laughs) Vista, Boca Raton, Florida. Exactly. Del Boca Vista West. Yeah. I I am living in a Seinfeld episode. My parents, (laughs) it is so unbelievable. Like every time I say Boca, I I turn into like, I'm in Boca, you know, like I just turn into, I don't know how you could say Boca without saying it you, in a very like have, nasally kind of Boca Raton. Hanging in Boca. Would you be down there the if it wasn't for uh, like the. No. I'm here know. because in December I was in New York and I was like, again, the, again, on the topic of what we're talking about, I'm in New York. It's too cold to even go get a coffee in December. Um, like I like to walk and get a coffee. I think New York is like the center of walking to get a coffee. Like that's what I love to do. So I'm walking to get a coffee. I'm like, it's too cold. My parents are like, get down here. What are you doing? We have an extra bedroom. So I'm like, okay, my girlfriend and I pack up, we go. And it's like, I have now seen New York and Florida. There could not be two different, more different States on the mental spectrum than oh, those places. A, a thousand to, percent. And to think that everyone in New York is a good person and everyone in Florida is a bad person is a crazy way to think. Like, and I, but you see just, you know, the, the atmosphere becomes you. When you see older people going inside at restaurants, you're like, well, if that older person doesn't care, 
you can understand why a younger person acts a little differently in Florida. When you go to New York, everyone's walking around, not making eye contact. You're like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, right. Right. I, of like, course, those York, people are going to be more careful. Of course, the they're going to be. Everyone's got a place to be and you're in their way. Right. And in Florida, it's all like, ah, oh, Jared, how you doing? You're like, I saw you yesterday, Mrs. Yeah. Seltzer. Like, like, I, I, <laughs> Mrs. Seltzer, put up your mask just for yeah. two seconds. She's like, oh, but I know you. You exactly. know, like, you know, like that's, that's, that's definitely how it, you know. So, so the disease does not transmit amongst the people that know each other, of course. No, well, I mean, we, that's Charles. Of course. Charles so, is, yeah, we're both Jewish. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're the chosen ones. We, <laughs> yeah. we can't get this disease. Come on. I know your cousin. You're not going to give me coronas. Like, come you know, on, like come on. It is I changed a, your diaper, Jared. You, <laughs> you're not going to get COVID from me. Exactly. And I saw at the beginning of the summer, do you remember people were like passing around pictures of people on the beach in Florida? And they were like, look at these Florida idiots. They're on top of each other, humping each other. And it's like, have you ever been to a beach before and taken a picture from the ocean up? <laughs> that, that's called perspective. That's called, um, like, that's what it looks like when people are taking a picture with the, in on the beach. Like, oh. and, and here's the reality. It's, we just weren't meant to be this connected. We weren't meant to be like, you know, again, and listen, there are people that I, I see online that I'm like, I think they're doing it in a tone deaf way. When I see a woman going to Tulum and being like, work from home, I'm like, Okay, maybe you could have not posted that one. Right, right. Like, you know, like there is a center here. And the problem with you guys are a lot like me. We're like, you know, we're nuanced. We we believe in context of a situation. The problem is the nuance and the context people don't we know it. We have we're too busy trying to make money and trying to have fun right. to we, complain. We, we just don't give engage. like a yeah, we give a silent thumbs up in the corner and it's like we're not helping in that scenario, you know. So I don't, see, you don't hear our voice really because no, it's like the meme that came out yesterday, and it was like the people that comment, "I don't care" on your picture. It's like people that actually don't care just keep scrolling. Yeah, exactly. You right. You care the most. You took you care the <laughs> most, yeah. definitely, definitely. So, so I think that this is um a good time to kind of tell people because, uh, Jared is passionate. Okay, Jared's passion comes in the form of yelling. Okay, sorry, and, I'm, I'm and so sorry. and so if you're sitting here and you're like, this guy is yelling, that's his thing. Okay, Jared Nick, yells. Nick okay, and Jerry, turn does, me down, please. He, turn me down. I'm asking you to turn he, me down. He has a live scream of The Bachelor every yes. week, and it is hilarious. Thank um, you. If you don't know what it is, and you know, y'all should look it up. It's in his um, it's on uh his Instagram. Jared Freed. At Jared Freed. Yeah. And I love screaming at the batch. I love screaming with you guys. This is and this is great. And so and so if if like you're listening and you're like, oh my God, right? It's called passion, people. Okay. <laughs> and Jared, and Jared's passion comes through in the form of yelling. And so he's made it a thing and his fans, you know, love it. And if y'all watch The Bachelor, then you should definitely go to his Instagram. And it took and check it out. a second at first because I remember when we I know were I didn't know that I that know. was his shtick well, at first. <laughs> and he came on and was yelling on 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 like our Instagram live. And I was like, whoa. And Jared was well, like, that's my thing. My good friend, my one of my best friends in the world, Keith Benjamin, who owns Uptown Social, he's like, he sets us up to like go on um, IG Live. And I remember my girlfriend who's like, loves you both. And you guys met her at the show. And Austin, I remember I come in just like, okay, I got to come in. Just, you know, these are two dudes hot. who like to ball bust. I'm coming in hot. Literally, I texted my girlfriend. I go, I'm going on, um, I'm going on the guy's podcast today. And she goes, Okay, remember, do not yell. 
do not. They're very, they're Southerners. They like to relax. I was like, no, I love I, it. I, <laughs> I love it. They like to relax. Okay? Yeah, Everything they, moves at a slower pace for them. What they they drive around they're on not golf very carts. smart, Jared. Okay. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. We ride around on golf carts. Yeah. Things are different there. Cra- You're the first. Like, you know, sandals in 30 degree weather. Yeah. It's just what he does. You're like the fifth Jew they've met. You got to just bring it back. <laughs> just dial it, dial it back. They they don't know what it's Purim right now. Just dial it back for a second. Well, how is the, uh, how is Bachelor Nation right now? Because we don't keep up with it as much as we could. Um, uh, it's, it's a tough season because there's just, uh, there's so many like extracurricular, like real life things that are getting into the show. I watch the show because I like watching the dynamic with the, with the women, I like making fun of it. Like I have fun. That's the thing. Like you guys, that's why I enjoy you guys. Like I'm having fun with it. Like I'm taking the bachelor. And again, like a lot of women who follow me, they're like, thank you for doing the bachelor live screen because my boyfriend will now watch with me because you make fun of it in the way he wants to make fun of it. You know? And I once had a woman, she came to my show. She's like, she's like my, uh, she was with her boyfriend and the boyfriend was like, Hey dude, I always try to make the same jokes as you. She doesn't let me, she lets you. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not trying to like, You're like yeah, her. because I'm funny. <laughs> well, that's also, uh, the, I go, I, I, I am a professional. So I would hope I do it a little bit better than you, but I, I also am not the one that she has to like sleep next to that night after I'm talking about making fart noises while one of the girls walks by. Like that's kind of what I'm there to do, but this season has been fun. It's been interesting. I think when they don't travel, it hurts the show. Like, I think, like, part of the show is to be whisked away on this love story that goes from country to country and seeing them interact in these great locales. And they're stuck quarantined at one hotel, so it gets a little monotonous, I think. Right, which, which uh, like, uh, last night I was lying around and, and I was watching, like, a bunch of um, your videos in, in anticipation mm. of talking to you today. And I was falling, uh, I mean, I was in bed, so I can't say that. I was falling out of my chair. I didn't fall out of my bed, but I was laughing my ass off at at um the Doublemint. You're like, this looks like a Doublemint commercial when they're like riding bikes, you know, down the street, and it's like we're just riding these bikes until we have sex together tonight. Doublemint, come! I was like, oh my god, this is gold because it does it just... look like a double mint commercial. They were literally dressed exactly alike. Not, and it's like, I just keep imagining the producers and you they guys just know, laughing. you, you guys know better than anyone. And I've been on like, I've been on shows, but I, I don't see them the same way you do, but I know how these producers operate. The producers look at you and you guys, I I'm sure you can't agree with me, but I'll say you guys know the producers who are looking out for your best interests and the ones that want to see you trip and fall. And then they want to like play a fart noise while you fall. Like you, there's two different types of producers and you can tell like a producer looked at them dressed exactly alike and was like, Oh my God, this is going to be good. I you mean, know, like they don't Greg, even tell them. Watch this clip. I mean, it's really, spot really on. Funny yeah. Because, I mean, because that, they're that wearing the same thing. It's basically like the scene from Wedding Crashers, you know, where they're like, totally. you know, going along and it's like, when the weather is fine, na, 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 na. if your daddy's poor, then just do what you feel. Yeah. And, yeah. Totally, and he's like, That's- you know, picking like his leg out. He's like, oh, this is so fun. Wee. It's so spectacular. And it's like, those are the moments I live for. Like, there was a scene last episode. Like, I, I live for the weird things that I can pick out them dressed alike them on bicycles double mint commercial then I can make fun of that they're just trying to fuck and then there's a there's another scene where the dad it was hometowns and the dad had a mixed drink 
and he takes the straw. You know the stir straw that you don't drink from? Yeah. He's talking to his daughter, and he just lit all of a sudden in the frame. The cup comes up, and he sips from the stirring straw. And it's like, <laughs> dude, get him out of here. Like, if my dad, if my dad sipped from the liability. stirring straw. Yeah, yeah. If my dad sipped from the stirring straw on national television, I'd be like, we got to end the show. We've embarrassed ourselves enough. I'll we go home. Leave. I'll, I'll go, go home. home. I'm eliminating myself. My, my dad, I can't even make yeah. eye contact with him anymore. Dad, I, I, you have I, disgraced the family yeah. name. Pick up the glass and, then, and drink from yeah, the side of the glass. They're, that's not for drinking out of. No, and, and he took it like with one finger so then I can pause the show on. Like, that's a moment that I, like last season, this was a big thing. Uh, one of the guys took a took Tasha on a New York City date and he was like, we got to get some New York City bagels. And she's like, I'll have a blueberry bagel. And I was like, whoa, like that ended the show for me. Like, I was like, I cannot be on board with someone eating a blueberry ba- What's bagel. What's your bagel order? What's your bagel order? Come on. Whole wheat everything, everything bagel. Everything bagel. Come on. And everything whole wheat, bagel. Whole wheat everything fresh out of the of the, of the the boiler. And I want it with uh, From chive where? cheese, lox, lettuce, or not lettuce, uh, tomato, onion, capers, done. Damn. From, yeah, that sounds uh, great. They're amazing right now. Absolutely. Absolute bagel on the Upper West Side is the best okay. bagel place in the in, in the country. Um, oh, I'll put it up hot against take. hot take. Uh, hot but there's take. there's good bagels um, here. I that was another Boca moment that made me sound so Jewish. I got in an argument in line at the bagel shop in Boca, <laughs> and I was like, I can't even tell people that story. That sounds like it's made up. Like, you know, like I, was just I got like, an argument at the bagel line or in I, the bagel with line. with with the woman in. Boca, we were arguing over who was more Jewish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're sitting there just being like, <laughs> no, my Haftorah at my bar mitzvah was better. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it, it was really unbelievable, but it, it, it's, um, yeah, that's Maybe my can... What's your, What is your Ma- bagel order? Oh, you, man. I, uh, okay. <sighs> I don't there's, really this place, there's this place in uh, 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 Watch Keith Park. My buddy but... Keith is probably finding a bagel guy to no, come no, down of course. And i like the bagel hand. at uptown social oh my god and it's amazing <laughs> jared slap him right and so and so keith is probably like oh my gosh jared said what no no no. the best bagel in town is you know the lower e oh man but um i i think that that no matter what you do for me the the thing that completes my order at any bagel shop is is a martinelli's apple juice see the martinelli's apple juice uh, my buddy is that is a in- pro order that is a pro order, and you're right. And they do have it, even though it costs like thirty bucks for a thimble. Of it, exactly, it, it is. And it's like six ounces. Yeah, people yeah. swear by that apple juice, and you're like, where are they getting the apples? Like, what are they doing to it? It's just an apple. I juice. hope you're listening, Martinelli's. I would love a case of that. <laughs> so, Jared, uh, we have so Austin has his beer company, King's Calling. I've got my pillows and sewing down south, and you have yeah. comedy. So, what we've tried to do in all our episodes is give a little bit of advice on getting people started or how you know, just telling people how we got here. And I can, I guarantee you there's people out here listening that want to be a comedian or want to take their stab at it and are just terrified to start or have zero clue of how to start. So, I mean, I'm on TV and, and I'm ter- I'd be terrified to do stand up. Here's the thing. I, 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 let me start by saying uh, everyone's terrified when they start. So like, there's nobody that's like the like the brave person. Like, it, it, there's this like fallacy out there that like people are like. So did your friends tell you to do it? It's like no, not one fucking friend 
was like, you should be a stand-up. That's not how it works. Like funny people. My friends don't think I'm funny. So I can do it on my own. My friends are funnier than me. It takes, first of all, it's, you know, like there is work involved. It's not just something where someone was like, like, you know, you hear those stories of like supermodels. Like I was found in the street. Like I didn't like say something funny to a producer. And they were like, you gotta get on stage. It doesn't work that way. You have to go to open mics. And the first time I went on stage, I remember I was like, I thought I was going to be so good at it. So not nervous. I'm shaking. I couldn't even talk in the mic because it was moving so much around my face. And what I was doing, I was working in, I was selling life insurance in New York city. And I was like, basically cold calling all day. And I was kind of miserable. It wasn't really the right life for me. And I was like trying to think of like, what makes me happy? And I, and, and again, that sounds like very, that sounds very, you know, um, naive, I guess, but I'm 25, I'm 24. And I'm like, what makes me happy? And around that time was, do you guys remember like when people would send group emails like it was like you and your, instead of before group chat, there was like the group email right. deciding what you were going to do that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I remember I had one with you know, my college, my college buddies. That exactly. It's like your college buddies. What are we doing this weekend? You're right. ball busting. And I remember anytime I would write back to like one of those group emails, you know, making fun of people or making jokes, whenever someone would like go off the email to like email me directly and say, wow, that was fucking hilarious. That was the best I felt all day. Like I'm at my job trying to make money, trying to do well. And the only thing that made me feel good was writing a stupid dick joke to a friend and having them react to it. So I was like, how do I inject this drug into my veins every single day? So the goal became, I want to be funny for money. So if I'm to give people advice is start broad, like, and then become educated in what you're doing become so and look for mentors look for people to give you advice people love talking about themselves people love giving advice don't ask for favors ask for advice hey i'd love to hear about what you do so that's what i basically did i went out and i did every open mic in new york city i went and took sketch writing classes i took improv classes i invested money i considered it my grad school i i went and I remember like I, I would, I was every week I was submitting articles to websites with bigger followings, knowing that, listen, I got to get a following. If I can put butts in seats, that's all I have to do. So just in the same way, like if I can get people to watch my live stream and tell their friend that, wow, this kid that yells at the bachelor is so funny. That gets me another person that I could hypothetically have come to a show and buy a ticket. So like I do the live stream for free every Monday night. I am putting out a lot of time into it. I do a YouTube show afterwards. Like this is again, like you're just trying to get down to this larger goal of funny for money that turns into other things. So now, you know, I was doing stand up every night in New York city and, and just as things keep progressing, you find new projects. And also my big thing was like, if it's not fun for me, I shouldn't do it because no one needs me to do comedy. So I shouldn't be miserable doing something that I really love to do. Right. And so, it, I mean, a lot with a lot of things, it's like, just start and do not wait for anyone else to have your back with it. Cause people ask oh. me, I mean, they asked me that too. And they're like, so who, who was your, you know, who believed in you? And I'm like, I did. I was the only one that thought yeah. that this was going to well, turn into something. That's the most interesting thing. You're, you're totally right. And we're, we've referenced our, our mutual friend, Keith, Keith owns Uptown Social Keith has been the most supportive friend I could ever ask for. When I told him that I was going to be doing this, he was like, yup, 
do it. Do you need the back room for the bar to do a show? I remember I was six months into comedy. I'm going to put on my own show. And then the lineup, like that lineup that was on that show is like, you know, is crazy now. Like Keith, Keith, like, like, is like, can you believe those comics that we had on now? Like, you know, Michelle Wolf, Dan Soder, Mark Norman, Michael Che. Um, these are all people that are huge in their own right now and are like, but they were in the back of Keith's bar because he was like, yeah, whatever I can do. Like, and I think what happens is you're never going to convince people until they see the wheels right. turning because people then like two years in, I would have people that were like kind of weird. Like, again, when you tell people you do stand up comedy, when you tell people you're a comedian, sometimes the reaction is that they're offended. And I don't mean that they, they're not knowingly offended, but you could tell they're like, well, what, you know, when you, sometimes you tell people you're a comedian, they're like, that's so cool. I'm sure you guys get the same thing. Oh, I got a pillow coming. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, and oh, I got a beer coming. Oh shit. Really? And then some people react differently. Some people you go, oh, I'm a comedian. They go, what does that mean? Yeah. Tell me a joke. What do you really what do? You really what do? do you really oh, do? I, I have a pillow company. Really? What, does that make any money? Like they're right away in fists up mode. Those people you're never going to convince. And it took me a minute to realize that. But like, you know, the people will come to you, you know, and some people are later than others. I remember my dad, I told my parents, I'm leaving my job to be a stand-up comedian. I'm leaving my job to do comedy. My dad is a business person. So he always looks at things from the perspective of business. He goes, so you want to be one of the, at the time, 30 Rock was a big TV show and he loved it. He's like, oh, so you want to be one of the guys at that writer's table on 30 Rock? And I'm like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going <laughs> to knock on the door and be like, hey, Mr. You know, Lauren Michaels, I'd like to be on your show. Like he's like, but he's like, okay, you, and his response was you're young, you have no wife, you have no kids, you've got some savings, do it. Nope. That was his perspective. And if you work hard at it, it, and I, and his perspective was like, whatever this will be, it starts at comedy and it becomes whatever it becomes. But as long as your wheels are moving and you're doing all the work, you're not going to want to be unsuccessful forever just by human nature. My mom was like, what are you talking about? My, my mom, like, like not on board didn't get it. And I think that, and not because my mom doesn't love me, not because my mom isn't supportive because moms want easy answers for their friends. A lot of time. Oh, my son's a banker. My son's a lawyer. My son, uh, a doctor. Like those are easy answers where you look at all the other mothers and they go, okay, you did a good job as a mother. You know <laughs> what I mean? Point. It's, it's true. And, and that's just a mom thing. And I get it. But I remember two years in, and my mom would come to every show and she's a laugher. Like my mom laughs and loves just, I remember two years in, she's at a show and I'm bombing, bombing, horrible. And it, nothing is more embarrassing than bombing in front of your parents. And I remember in the corner, I'm doing, I'm just pushing through. I'm like, just get through the set, get paid because it's all about doing like your amount of time. And I just hear my mom cackling in the, in the corner and like, she's dying and she's dying laughing at the bombing experience, but also <laughs> because she knows these jokes work. She's heard these before. And then I'm making fun of people in the crowd and her laugh is kind of pushing me. Right. And I'll never forget it. After that, she was like the biggest fan. Now she's like, how aren't you on every TV show ever? Like she, <laughs> she can't awesome, believe mom. it. And it's like, but it took her seeing like, 
the hard work, the what goes into it, understanding like, oh, this is a job. This is a career. Like, so, so it is funny that you say that because I can totally, you know, relate to it. And, and I'm sure that Craig, you know, can too, where <clears throat> you tell people what it is that, you know, you do. Mm. And then like, sometimes I wish I could give them just, just like a clear cut answer. Like I'm uh, a lawyer. And then they're like, okay, cool. And moving on. Totally. Right. <laughs> but like, if you have a certain profession and then they're like, oh, cool. What kind of beer do you make? Oh, okay. And where do you sell it? Oh, okay. And where do you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like so Dude. many, so many questions and follow up. And sometimes it's like, a, you ask people and they answer. And then you're like, I'm not interested to find out any more details about what it is that, you know, you do. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that you sell, you know, insurance for, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I I'll, save the, I'll save the attorney thing till the very end. And a lot of times I'll just go through the pillows and then I'm like, well, I mean, I'm also an attorney. And yeah. then they're like, well, why don't you just tell us that? And I'm like, well, cause that's not my primary job. That's not what yeah. I'm doing right now. Like, yeah, but it's cool. You're an attorney. So it's fine. And you're like, did you not hear anything? Right, right. What, what a dismissive right? thing. What, validation. What a, and that's totally a dismissive thing to say to you. It's actually a, a douchebag thing to be like, oh, but you're really an attorney. It's like, well, no, I'm, I'm putting my blood, sweat and tears and a lot of my money and my future into this thing that I actually believe in. And it's like, that's why whenever I'm on flights, if ever I'm in public and someone asks me what I do, I say consultant. I always <laughs> say consultant because everyone that's thinks- great. Say consultant because consultant's a job where no one knows what a consultant does. Yeah. But everyone thinks they should know what they do. So they'll <laughs> just go along with you. Yeah. Well, they, they, and I just saw this. Like, there's a lot of like TikToks now. It's like, I'm an accountant. Like, there's that song, just say, when someone asks where I'm going, it's like a hot chick and it says that she's saying she's an accountant. I've been telling people for literally six years that I do consulting work and they go, Oh, cool. And we yeah, move cool. on. It's like you came over and well, it becomes that much easier. Well, Jared, <laughs> tell us um, just to wrap things up and all our listeners at Pillows and Beer, you heard them comment on the YouTube. Tell us a little bit about where you recorded it, where they can find it and uh, you know, why they should list so, all of your social handles. I would just love everyone. I'm, I'm, you guys are the best. Thank you guys so much. This is like, I, I, I kind of bothered you to come on and I, Oh no, no, no. Means, you were, it's fine. It, it's our it pleasure. Me, it means the I world wish we to could me. put this like on YouTube so that, so that like, you know, they can see know, us just like, you know, sitting here laughing. We're right? not allowed yet. Um, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. But the special actually comes out today. Like well, this is oh, airing March 2nd. So the, the special, so there's going to be a premiere Tonight at 9 p.m., where I'll be watching with people, and then it stays on YouTube. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'll be linking to it at Jared Freed. You can watch all, if you're a fan of The Bachelor, all the past episodes are in my highlights. So there's already material for you to go watch and enjoy. Um, the special is 9 p.m., March 2nd. It's on YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. If you search Jared Freed on YouTube, if you go to my Instagram, I'm going to be totally annoying and pushing it like crazy because <laughs> let me tell you guys, I invested my money just like you guys. I am an entrepreneur just like you guys. And you understand like the problem I have is like, I tried to sell this special. Nobody gives a shit about Jared Freed. I'll tell you that right now. And in that world, they don't want to buy a special. So what happens is, and I have a lot of friends who have done this. We take our comedy specials that we put money into making. It's as good as Netflix. Uh, the, the the quality i mean i i hope the i hope you feel the material is too but i i can't speak for that but i can say i'm confident in it but it looks like a netflix special because it was made to be sold to an hbo netflix so now it's just going on youtube and when i'm looking my goal is for it to get a million hits so that i don't have to put it on youtube the next time that's the whole goal so i'm going to youtube to get away from youtube so i want everyone to make a night of it 9 p.m tuesday march 2nd 
youtube.com slash Jared Freed. If you enjoyed or if you want to get it later, put it on that, that, that weekend. Make a date night of it. Make something of it. Get your boyfriend, get your girlfriend involved, and put it on airplay it to your TV. It's made to be shown on your TV. I, I think everyone's going to connect with it if they've connected with this conversation. Yep. But I thank you guys. <clears throat> and, that's, and that's Freed, F-R-E-I-D. Yeah, if you type in Jared on Instagram, I'll I'm I'll pop up there at Jared Freed. But I, I appreciate Jared that. I'm not Jared Let's... Freud. Not Jared Freud. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great friend. Friend. No, great friend. Great friend, Jared Freud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this that, is my fringe friend. That's Freud. a perfect <laughs> quarantine activity. This is so, background actor like Jared Freud from Southern Charm. <laughs> Just like telling people all of the wrong socials. <laughs> Just everything's wrong. Well, thank you guys. All right, man. Well, go yourself in Florida. Yeah. We're, we're doing our stuff up here. And, um, you know, thank we you. will hopefully be back in Charleston by the time you're special down there. We oh, I'm going to be in Charleston. I'm going to be in Charleston uh, March. Um, we got to hang out. Um, if, yeah, anyone wants to come, if you want to come to the show, March um, 20. Nice. No, we'll March. March 30th and 31st. I'm doing two shows at Uptown Social. Nice. Um, so if anyone wants to come, jaredfree.com, I'll, I'll be posting tickets there. So cool. we'll, you guys, we'll be there. You got, we got to hang. We got, you All guys right. are the best. Totally. Thank you. Sounds good, dude. Hey, man, good to see you, Jared. Say hi to the girlfriend and the parents. Will do. Good luck. All right, say it. Hi, buddy. If you sell stuff online, you're definitely in the right business. More people are shopping online than ever. That means a lot of orders coming in and a lot of orders that you'll need to ship out fast. That's why online sellers like you need ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all of your orders from all of your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. You can import orders from any sales channel. You can ship with any carrier and access discounted shipping rates and automate just about any shipping task. You'll spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business. Don't you use ShipStation, Craig? ShipStation helped take Sewing Down South to the next level. It was everything that I needed as a solo entrepreneur, not really knowing what I was doing, but knowing that I had a great idea. ShipStation gave me the access to send all of my pillows to all of our customers. So no matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, even if you have your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even on your cell phone. You'll, you'll even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates, usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies, without the contracts or commitments. It's no wonder that ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more and less time with ShipStation. Use ShipStation today. Just use our offer code Pillows and Beers to get a free 60-day trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Pillows and Beers. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code Pillows and Beers. Make ship happen. Make ship happen. Welcome back to episode six of Pillows and Beer with Craig and Austin. A plus C energy. Didn't realize what that meant when I was reading reviews. Now I'm really into it. I didn't know what the C stood for. Now I realize that's my name. Totally into it. Totally my, into it. My good buddy here, Austin, loves Harry Potter. My good buddy. 
And a lot of people in my life love Harry Potter. I remember, so one of my best friends and old roommate, Sean from college, his sister would wait in line to get the new book and she would read it in an entire night. And I remember Sean told me that Delaney read Harry Potter in an entire night, whatever one it was. And I was blown away by that. And then our employee party at the end of the year was we, we rented out a private theater and I went and watched the last one. I had no idea what was going on, but it hooked me. And with that said, the person that does know everything about Harry Potter and if you ever need a Sunday hangover movie sesh, this is the person to do a Harry Potter marathon with is Austin. That's right. Craig, that was a good, that was a good intro. Um, I'm loving the A plus C uh, energy, the A plus C energy. Craig didn't understand it at first and I didn't either, but welcome to the AC show. The AC show. Where we will make you happy at all times and you will leave smiling and feeling like our best friend because you probably are. So people have been asking about Harry Potter. Yes, Craig. And uh, to those of you that don't like Harry Potter, I think you might be turned on to it. I don't know if anyone doesn't like Harry Potter. I think they just don't know. Okay. Like, you know, I, Very I, fair. Don't, I know. And, you know, I'll get sucked into a movie marathon, but I do know that you read the books correct okay so lauren in baltimore asked me austin as craig already fucking rudely said is it just the movies or the books as well so let me tell you yes it's all the books the movies are dog shit to me what does all the books mean i read i read the books okay and now what it is more so is that I grew up, I felt like I grew up with Harry Potter, right? So the fourth book is my favorite book, Harry Potter and the, God damn it, Nick, what is it called? And the Goblet of Fire. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Big goblet guy. Gobbler. Shut up, Gobbler of Fire. So because the Goblet of Fire was when Harry was about my age when I was reading it. And he had to go into this challenge set by himself because his friends abandoned him ron was like you're doing this just because you want to be relevant like you think that you're harry potter so his best friend stopped you know know, speaking to him hermione was kind of like the back and forth you know between them wait this is amazing his friends stopped talking to him yes yeah yeah so i want to read this yeah so then so then it felt like i was the only i felt like i was harry's only friend reading this book but was his friend justified in as as no he wasn't because it turned out that he didn't put his name into the goblet. It was Mad Eye Moody, who wasn't Mad Eye Moody. You know what I mean? But like, it's you like know plot what, twist, plot twist, plot twist. You know what Mad Eye Moody sounds like? Mad Eye Moody, Scorpion. Mad Eye Moody. Okay. So, anyways, so he literally put his name into the goblet. You're not supposed to be able to get into the. So, what happens so, if you put your name in the goblet? Okay. You're. There's an age spell, so you can't put your name into the goblet unless you're 17. What does the goblet mean, Austin? I don't know actually anything that you're telling me. The goblet chooses the champion from each school. So there are three schools that were participating. What happens if you're the champion? It means that you have the opportunity to... Austin also represent. has his hand on my shoulder yeah, right did, now, and I don't know why I he's touching Greg. me. I hate being touched. And I don't know why he's doing but this. But I can touch Greg. So I... <laughs> It means that you're the champion of your school. Okay. okay. All right. Let's, so imagine whatever. like, you know, College of Charleston, 
peasants. So what you got and, this uh, book and like three other schools. But how did you get the book? Did you order it online? You no. stood in line at a bookstore. Uh, yeah, I stood in line at a bookstore. Stood in line at the bookstore. I stood in line at a bookstore at midnight and got the book and read it in in about twenty eight hours. That's what Delaney did. Sean's yeah. sister did the same thing, and it was just so good that I reread it three times. I've never written a book more in than one time. Months. So good, Craig. It just three times. Don't you remember what happened? I cried. I cried once or thrice. Why? Because everything, like when Cedric Diggory died, it just broke my heart. Who is Cedric Diggory? Robert Pattinson, Craig. No, just tell me what happened in the story. Cedric Diggory was a Hufflepuff. That's who I identify with. And we're going to do another test because I, would, I, I am a Hufflepuff, know. but Cedric Diggory is a Hufflepuff. And, and he was like Mr. Handsome, Mr. Popular, Mr. Everything. And everyone dogs a Hufflepuff. Buff, but guess who was a fucking Hufflepuff? Who? Cedric Diggory. So everyone out there who's like, uh, I just want to be a Gryffindor and I just want to be a everyone just remember Cedric Diggory was a Hufflepuff and he beat Harry Potter in one of the only games. Granted, the Dementors messed up Harry's game, lost to Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory was a very stand-up class act guy, and his father, Amos, loved. He was like my only boy, right? Like, like, yeah, they were, he was his pride and joy. And Cedric Diggory got killed by the Dark Lord in the fucking cemetery. Like it's all, dude, it's all craziness. Like, all right, you just watch well, it, or sorry, you read it. It's amazing. I will say one of our most popular live sessions during quarantine, which is Ooh, what we owe, just wrote something in all caps and i have to say it so say i watched the first movie and got hooked and spent all day on the couch with you watching all of the movies what am i missing out on if i didn't read the book i mean is there a massive part of this like thing you're missing out so just by watching all seven movies or eight movies you're telling me that i i still don't know harry potter every single movie is garbage well i don't think that's true no it is it's garbage the fourth book well, Nick is agrees. my Nick, favorite. Nick is it's my favorite book. My favorite book I've ever read. How many are there? Seven. You know, my grandmother, my mom, my dad's mom, my mom. Um, I was fortunate to have four grand uh, parents growing up until I was like 20, which is unheard of. They, my mom got me a signed copy of every book and it's in my closet at home. And I've never written one page in any Harry Potter book. All right, enough of that topic. Amanda from Ohio. Recently, I've been watching Step by Step on Hulu. Oh, I love Step by Step. And love rewatching the old shows we grew up on. What were your favorite shows back in the day? I'm talking Nickelodeon, TGIF, MTV, Boy Meets World, Singled Out, Real World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and all that. You get the point. I loved Step by Step. It's still my favorite intro song on any show i am guilty of step actually by listening step to, day, day by day. day yeah first step over different every day okay the people oh. we love the strangers we did will make it better second time around dun, dun, dun. yeah that brings me back love step by step i was a big urkel guy family matters so i remember on friday it was urkel like family matters then step by step i used to look forward to that all week because I had a kind of early bedtime growing up. And on Fridays, we could stay up and watch that. I was 
not an animated series guy. My brother watched Rugrats, and I have a hatred for that. For some reason, I just I, – I didn't like the animated stuff. I, I like Doug Funny. I would watch Doug. But Step by Step and Family Matters were my shit. What about you, Austin? Wow. Or Boy Mates World. Love Boy Mates World, too. Um, taught a lot of life lessons, kind of. Him and uh, Topanga. Topanga. But um, what's funny is Craig Conover's in that show. There was an art exhibit that I get tagged in all the time, and it was a, an illustration, and at the bottom it said, by Craig Conover. That's amazing. Um, Boy Meets World. Uh, we all loved life lessons from Mr. Feeney. I mean, we all did. Like It, it like made my heart kind of you know, flip-flop where it was like Mr. Feeney just always knew best. What's well, funny, like, boys... what are, yeah, like, what were your, like, did you watch the cartoons yeah. or? Yes. So, so now getting into that, before the cartoons start, let's just say, like, Pete and Pete, Salute Your Shorts, like, those shows were fantastic to me. <clears throat> you have Rugrats, you have Doug, you have uh, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Sabrina the Teenage Witch was great. I love Sabrina, but I, know, I didn't know there was a I'm new one. You've been the watching Sabri- yeah, I'm, I'm watching the new Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, it's actually awesome with uh, Melissa Joan Hart. I dig it, and I will always watch it. Unfortunately, Craig, you and I are those kinds of people that like when we see sucker television on TV, like when I'm scrolling, like I will watch it. Like we have those shows and those movies and those things that you, we watch when we scroll. And Party will, Wave? Are you a Rocket Power guy? Party Wave. Totally. Love totally. Party Wave. Dude, you're such a squid and you know it. I you love are it. a squid. I love you're it. You're a squid. So I will say and that. And when I do go home and visit, because home is still my safe place, I watch Disney Channel stays on my TV in my room. And I loved the Zach and Cody shows. And there was one with the girls that were Craig, twins, but it that was one girl. Wasn't your, that wasn't your generation. No, I'm saying really. now that's what I watch. Oh, I watch okay. the, the right. I watch the Zach and Cody show. No, no, no. Like, like, no, but they're on know, the, the cruise sweet ship. Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, that. And then, dude, that kid is on like, you know, Riverdale now, whatever it's oh, called. Jeez. Well, there's that. And then there's one Riverdale. where the girl plays a twin, but it's really just one girl or twins play a girl. I don't know. Is All it right. Called... That was good. Question three, Alicia, not part of the social media world. Given all your pillow beer success, is there other achievements you'd like to accomplish here in the future or any projects in the works? Oh, you mean like I'm a black belt in Taekwondo? Did you know that, Austin? Craig has laid the gauntlet, and yes, I did know that, and I hate that I know that because we've had a late night argument about your stupid black belt, but apparently it's true. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I yeah, but it didn't let me deal with the bullies because I wasn't allowed to fight outside of class, or I'd get kicked out of karate. So oh my a God. lot of those Craig bullies, is one of those guys. They needed to set Cobra Kai. Oh, Sensei, Sensei, dude, the I, bullies I needed to get punched fight. in the face. Like they should just get the shit knocked out of them. But I wasn't able to do it. It made me a better person, but they probably would have been better off if we got their yeah, ass kicked on the bullies. Craig was a total registered weapon. He he just registered. couldn't. He couldn't unleash his abilities on on the modern world because they weren't ready for it do we have new projects in the works yes we're currently doing one totally uh we have a lot of stuff going on Craig, it's gonna be fun i think that world everything that we do is a new project and yes am i drunk yes to answer my yes I just think that everything that happens is a new project i think i mean we shouldn't be 
shy about this. I um I I would love to become a part of Austin's business and we've talked about it a lot. We'll see what happens, but I in a in a nice way towards him. I think there's a lot of potential to that business. I think sewing down south's going well. And so Jax what a is modest asshole to join Austin. Because what a, be I love really, how Craig goes. I think that sewing down south is doing well. It is doing well. It's yeah, I know it's doing well. Well, that I want to bring that, that was a very too. modest way of saying so. All right, enough of that. Now, let me ask you, Kelly from Pennsylvania asked, if you had to choose a celebrity to be your mom and dad, who would it be and why? That's actually, a, I, I don't know if it's a great question. Kelly, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Done. Oh, I just, I, I just yeah, said it. One. I just feel like they are such a couple I don't even know if they've gotten married because they're, they're not like married. they're not and married they, and they attribute their it, su- relationship success to not getting married. Okay, and they I tell everyone it, to fuck it. off and ask them. Exactly. My heart told me that it was like they basically are that couple that's like step we don't need step. we don't need to say this. Like we don't need to get married to let y'all know that we've been together for 40 years. Yeah, like we'd and only be been together for, for you. Yeah, they've been together for 4 or 5 decades. Like it's amazing. I their kid. I yes, mean, I'm glad I said it first, and I jumped awesome. out on that Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I don't think there was any first. I wouldn't have come up with that, but I 100 percent agree. My mind went to Taylor Swift, which is hilarious and embarrassing all in one. I don't want her to be my mom, but um, celebrity mom and dad. Austin knocked it out of the park with that. I think they're. I mean, if you choose any or chose anyone else, you would have an unhappy. <laughs> Mom and dad. So I think yeah, that's I, the answer. I that mean, totally, good. totally. You look at, yeah. I'll just keep it at that, right? Because there's no reason to like knock anyone else's in a relationship. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that so many have gone and they've withstood the test of time without having to prove to, let's just say us, that uh, they love each other. All right, that'll do it for episode six of Pillows and Beer. Thank you again to all of our wonderful listeners and friends out there. You can find us on Instagram at Pillows, the letter N, and then Beer. And um, also, obviously, Craig and Austin have their own. Now I'm talking in third person. We have our own Instagram accounts, and we love hearing from you. Thank you for submitting all of your questions and DMs of the week. We love getting to them and we're going to probably have a special episode answering your questions. So continue to email us until next week from Craig and Austin. This is Pillows and Beer. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.